unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Today I want to preach a sermon entitled Exosia versus Dunamis. <laughs> Don't get your pen and paper and write Exosia versus Dunamis. If you don't have a spelling of exosia, go to your primary teacher and tell him, teacher, you didn't teach me spelling of exosia. Is <laughs> somebody here, you've been having a pain in your heart. Your heart has been paining, physical. Physical. Your heart has been paining. The Lord heals you now. Say amen. Somebody around there, your heart has been paining. Is that lady in pink? Eh? Come and I lay hands on you. Shile brozon de leke stala haste leke le maranda. Uribozen de reke shile maranda rasete le maranda. Just raise your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you because you sent your word and healed our disease. We rebuke that spirit of infirmity and disease. We command it to loose in the name of Jesus. You're healed. It's done. Luke, Luke chapter 10, verse 18. Luke chapter 10, verse... Who is there? Hallelujah. Luke chapter... Hallelujah. One, two, three. Let's go. Uh huh. Uh huh. Read it again. And he said unto them, What did he say unto them? Mm. Continue. And all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Uh-huh. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Notwithstanding, next verse, withstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Give me the message version. I know the amplified version of the same. Let's begin. Uh-huh. From, 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 no, 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 no. The message version. Amplified, sorry. Uh-huh. Let's read. And he said unto them, I saw Satan falling like a lightning flash from heaven. Next verse. Behold, I give you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses and nothing shall in any way harm you. Next verse. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits are subject to you, 
but rejoice that your names are enrolled in heaven. What happens next? And Jesus, in the same hour, uh he rejoiced and glorified in the Holy Spirit and said, Thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have concealed these things relating to salvation from the wise and understanding and learned and revealed them to babes, the childish and skilled and taught. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will and choice of good pleasure. Let's just go back to be held. Praise God. Now, let me read it for you. Give me the King James. Let me read it for you from the interlinear, from the original Greek translation. Are you okay? Now, listen to how it reads. He says, I, be, I behold. He, okay, he said unto them, I beheld Satan falling or as lightning fall from heaven. He says, I beheld. Okay? Now, listen to the wording there. He says, Behold, I give unto you exousia to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the dunamis of the enemy and that nothing shall by any means harm you. Did you see that? He says, Behold, I give you exousia over to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the dunamis of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I don't know whether you understand where I'm coming from. Behold, I give you exousia to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the dunamis of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. Now, when you're reading English, you think both of those words there, power, mean power. You get my point? But when you read from the Greek translation, you realize that the primary place of the first place of power is exousia. Exousia in its own sense is force, competence, but primarily authority. You get it? Potency, delegated influence. You see jurisdiction, liberty, power, right? Strength. It is just authority, okay? Now, when it says, behold, I give you authority. Behold, I give you jurisdiction. Behold, I give you liberty. Behold, I give you force, competence to trample on snakes and scorpions. Are you hearing me? And overall, the dunamis of the enemy. You realize that there's a difference between exousia, even though it's defined as power, and dunamis, even though it's also defined as power. So what did God give you? Exousia. Now, do you know why many Christians are failing to get results? Many Christians are failing to get results because they quote that portion of scripture without the understanding. Hallelujah. Without the understanding. Let me tell you one of the biggest problems in the church. One of the biggest problems in the church is not poverty, lack, sickness, disease, and all these kinds of things. It's not even seen as men think it is. The biggest problem in church is ignorance. There are things that God, by reason of experience in him, starts to form up in a man's life because they understand the word of God in its entirety. Let me give you an example. When the Bible says that, behold, I give you power. Okay? You must first understand that when God says, behold, I give you, I cannot give you what you don't behold. 
I look at a place of perception in the spirit before possession. Today we are living in a generation that thinks confession is possession. Because they've had everyone saying, whatever you confess, you possess. Yet when you read the scriptures, you see the Bible says that in the last days, men shall preach doctrines of the devils, even as the doctrines of Christ. The Bible says that men shall preach human doctrines, even as the doctrine of Christ. Many of you, every time they say, confession is possession, you have believed that for so long that you actually believe it's true. Yet it's not true. It's not true. Confession is not possession. Because our possession is not based on our confession. Our possession precedes even our confession. The Bible says you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He didn't say you will be blessed when you confess. He says you have been blessed. You have been blessed. You have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Not you will be if you pray. Not you could be if you confess. Not you will be if you fast. He says you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The Bible says we've been given, not we shall, not we might when we pray or confess. He says we have been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. When the Bible says we've been given all things that pertain to life and godliness, he's not saying that because you've prayed, the things that pertain to life and godliness come to you. No, you are given all things that pertain to life and godliness before you even pray. Why? Because of the substance of faith. And this was the spirit of faith. For as we believe, therefore we speak. I believe I possess, therefore I confess. I don't confess to possess. I confess because I possess. There's a difference between me saying car, car, soccer should come, money come. No. Listen, he said out of you, out of you, out of you. T.L. Osborne said we don't pray for power from above anymore. Ever since the new creature now, we pray for power out of us. He said for out of you shall flow rivers of living water. He says you've been given. Do you know what it means to be given? He said you can do all things. Sometimes every time I think of all things, I imagine, do people even understand the meaning of all things? Yes, all things. The Bible says now according to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which you ask or think according to the working power that worketh in us. Everything you're looking for outside is inside. The Bible says that he has placed eternity in the hearts of men. Do you know what that means? Everything you need is there. So, go past possession. By reason of your nature, as a new creature, you possess. So, we're not speaking things to come to pass. We're speaking things because they already came to pass inside us. They are already inside. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. But you see, when we are talking of perception and experience, the church of Christ has not labored enough with enough substance to explain to Christians who they really are. That's why Christians are struggling with many things. That's why they are struggling with many things. That's why they are struggling with many things. The psalmist says in 37, test and see. Oh, he said, oh, test and see. That the Lord is good. You get it? There's a difference between testifying of what you've tested 
and the ability to make men test what you've tested. That is the difference between the gifting and the ministration. That is why he says, if a man should teach, let him teach. If a man should exhort, let him exhort. But if it's for ministration, he says, let us wait upon our ministration. The place that waiteth on the Lord is the place that guns enough understanding and revelation to form up the substance where we, we can form before men and submit it to tell them, test. Because we can produce the very substance of them to test. That is the difference between the special man of God who knows how to pray for lame men and blind eyes, but he cannot teach anybody else to open blind eyes and make the lame walk. Because in his own sense, he can, he can excite you by the experiences he has, but not launch you in the very experiences. What is the essence of salvation? If I cannot eat what you're testifying to be testing good. But there's a place where what we preach now becomes material. The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for. The Greek word there for substance is material. Faith is the material of things hoped for. That means as you hear the word, you form up a material. You form up a material. If you say I want a car, you carry the material. If you say I want a child, you carry the material. If you say I want a business, you carry the material. If you say I want a marriage, you carry the material. If you say I want a, 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 a ministry, you carry the material. Now that very material can be tested. And it's from that spirit that we tell men, test and see. Oh, test and see. This is a man who, like has tested, experienced the beauty but has the ability to form up test for another man to test to. Psalms 34 verse 8. He says, oh, test and see that the Lord is good. Test. And I realized one thing, that in this generation, there are few men who can really make another man test. There are many men who know how to explain the experiences of their tests. Touch take a number. It's one thing for me to take a minute, an hour, hours explaining to you the experiences of my tests. And it's another if I can pass the very experiences of my tests to you. So you test. That when you're speaking, you're not speaking as, it's like we, we, we have candy, okay? And I say, mm, man, candy. Have you ever tested candy? You say, no. Ay, yeah, 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 yeah. Candy? Curry candy is nice. For those of you who want candy, put up your hands. <laughs> Candy is nice. Candy is so nice. There is a way they make it. There are all kinds of candy. I, I say, for those of you who want candy, just raise your hands. Candy is good. Candy is very good. I, I remember I tested candy in 1954. I was in a station, a train station going here and there. And then a white man gave me candy. How many of you want candy? Praise God. Hallelujah. Candy is good. Candy, candy is good. You see, when you're dealing with candy, there are kinds of candy, depending on the sugars that you use and the ingredients that you use. There, there are some rich ingredients of candy. How many of you want candy? Praise God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. That's why it says, for this reason, left the eye in crater when I left for Macedonia. That thou should tell them men not to preach any other doctrine. Save the doctrine which I told you. For these men are ministering endless myths and genealogies which are ministering questions to the hearts of men rather than godly edification which is after faith. That's what he says in Timothy. 
There's a godly edification, which is after faith. But men have diverted from it, and now what? We are having an endless myths of genealogies. You have many Christians who have too much head knowledge, but without power. And then you, you see competition between the two. There are those who demonstrate the power, but they don't teach the word. There are those who are teaching too much word to demonstrate the power. For us, Kasta, they teach. If, if, listen, you cannot, the Bible is very clear. The word of God is not mere talk. The word of God is not mere talk. It's not mere talk. It's not mere talk. One time, like I told you the story of a guy whose mother I called out of coma. There's another one. They called me one time and the woman told me these words. They even touched my spirit. She told me, they told me, you get people out of comas. It's your speciality. <laughs> Listen. Eh? Now, and somebody makes a statement like, if your God doesn't work today, eh? if your God doesn't work today, I, I have gotten to the end of hearing that God works and I got tired of a God who they say works and I've never seen. You know there are people who are, they're not really bad people, that they just got tired of being played with. Eh? Who understands what I'm saying? Tomorrow we are going to prophesy and there is no prophecy. Then you say, now, tomorrow, we are going to prophesy. Then there is no prophecy. Some of us used to go for conferences and they say, Oh, bring the blind, the deaf, the dead. You bring. And then they bring people. Then the blind go back walking. The lame go back seeing. The deaf go back speaking. Quick up. You have not yet understood. Who understands what I'm saying? To Abikowa. Tell your neighbor, Twabikowa. Let God be true and every man. Huh? If we're saying healing, healing chronicles, bring the sick and they get healed. Bring them. You saw swellings disappear here. You remember? People walked back with clutches. Do you know people were getting healed on the door while they were going out? People started screaming from outside. Now, do you know why we're doing these things? We're doing these things such that you stop those things of Smaja, a special man of God. No, even you, you can. So, the essence of Fanero is just to also make you test. It's to make you test. You heard of the woman who filled her tank with fuel by just Shandaraba Katalaba. She heard that it's possible. She filled her tank with fuel. Now, she's not now on a pulpit preaching depth, being a special woman of God, being worshipped because she filled tanks. There's a guy who even came, came in uh, La Bonita one time, and I was teaching about these things of growing things. And man, the guy went on a kid without teeth and told the tooth, grow! And it grew. After that, he didn't start a church. He stayed normal. That is this generation here. Some of you are going to be at your workplace and then your boss says, oh, I think I'm going to die. You tell him what's wrong. To my heart is, you come here. Sound that party. After sorting them, you go on your desk like nothing happened. Then they say, eh, I have feared. You tell him, I have seen nothing yet. <laughs> tell your neighbor, it's working. <laughs> that is why we preach the gospel. Those things of 
Some of us used to wait for men of God for two weeks. Huh? Two weeks. Why? Such that you meet one man of God and then he says, it is well with you. Now the, the rules have changed. Now the rules have what? They've changed. You remember in November blessing? Ushers were healing lame people before they even came in. Do you know in November blessing we didn't even have time to pray for the sick? From then people entered. Oh, now they get out of the wheelchair. You walk. Then the usher goes on their own business ushering. Like nothing happened. And that's how some of you should be. You do miracle signs and wonders wherever you are in the name of Jesus. And you stand normal. Why? Because you've tested. We're not going to be there when your husband is on his bed dying. We might not be there when your child gets a funny thing. But that point, that point. One time they called me of a woman whose child had died in Entebbe. We called back the girl. She was acting death. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? That is why, for those of you who are here, when you lose dead people, before doctors cut them to remove stomach, with tea water, ah, first tell them, give me 20 minutes. Lock yourself up. Pwah! Get in and say, Mandaraba. Zakatala. Surebarara. Masalata. But some of you, by the time you call us, we need more face to bring the teeth in the mouth. They remove the heart. I also need to pray for a new heart. It even disturbs. Let me tell you, prophecy is getting true. It's coming to pass before our very own eyes. In the last days, knowledge shall increase. And whether you want it or not, there are people here, they are not in front of Fanero preaching, but if you engage them, you'll be so shocked how much they know. Why? Because they have tested. They have tested. That's why we want to teach the gospel. We want to teach the gospel. That's why we make every man test. So when you're home, wherever you are, you don't need a certain guy to come and... You stop being samples of men to, to exploit. You understand? Some of you, your, your, your things people use for rehearsals to know whether they have the Holy Ghost. No, 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 no. No. We're past proving God. We proved him. Say amen. But I realized that there was a place in the church where there was a wanting to cause men to test. I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to tell you. I don't want to get to a point where I can explain God because I've experienced him and not make him get to you so deep that you'll experience him too. Otherwise, our preaching is in vain. And we're making kingdoms of our own and not that which of Christ. Hallelujah. Look at Paul in Galatians 4.19. He says, my spiritual children, for whom I labor for like a woman in birth pangs, until Christ is formed in you. He knows there is a place of creation. Genesis 1, 26, 27, where he creates them male and female, female, male and male. He created them in his own image. But now there is a tool where he formed man out of dust. I know Jesus is created in you, but is he formed? So Paul, like a woman in birth pangs, like one who is pregnant, who is about to give birth, carries pain in his loins. Why? Because he wants Christ to be formed in men. That point where the individual is full of Christ. They go out of Fanero and they are sure they confess anything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's go back to Luke. I was telling you something. He says, behold, I give you exosia to trample on snakes and scorpions and over all the dunamis 
of the enemy. Hallelujah. And the Lord told me, many Christians are dying because they claim that scripture in ignorance. You know, when you're dealing with men who are unstable and unlearned, you're dealing with people who can be destroyed by the very anointing that can heal them. Many people don't know that this word can destroy you if you don't know it. He speaks in Peter and he says of all the pieces of Paul, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things had to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. I realize that a man can destroy themselves by the scripture. Somebody can kill themselves by the very power that should heal them. I'll give you an example. One time I was praying in the, in the line of, of divine healing. And when I give this example, you'll understand why I'm saying that in Luke. I was praying in the line of divine healing. And the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, Son, I said, Wanji, do you know that men are consistently falling sick every day because of Isaiah 53 verse 4? I said, say what? He said, yeah, men are falling sick every day because of Isaiah 53 verse 4. But I told God, but that scripture, if I know very well, is healing up to five. Eh? And he said, no, 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 no. Some people are dying because of that very scripture. I asked how. He said, surely he has borne our griefs. Let's read. And carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded, listen, for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. And the Lord told me that's why they fall sick every day. And I said, but we claim this scripture in sick people. And he said exactly, that is why they die every day. And I told him what do you mean? He told me go to 1 Peter 2.24. What does it say? 1 Peter 2.24 says, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by his stripes ye were healed. You hear that? So I realized that Isaiah 54 verse 3 and 4 spoke of by whose stripes we are healed. That means we fall sick, we are healed. We fall sick, we are healed. So the Christian lives a consistent life of they get diabetes, we pray for them, they get healed. They get cancer, we pray for them, they get healed. They get HIV, we pray for them, they get healed. They got arthritis, we pray for them, they get healed. They get headache, we pray for them, they get healed. We, they get everything, they get it, they, we pray, they, it gets out. Because they're living a consistent place of expecting disease in their body. And after expecting disease in their body, we minister healing and then they are healthy. And then they fall sick again, they are healed present continuous tense. There can't be a present continuous of we are healed when there is no present continuous of we are sick. And 1 Peter 2.24 told you who his own self bore our sins on the tree. That we being dead and two sins should live unto righteousness. Listen to what Peter says. By his stripes ye were no more sickness. Ye were healed. I said, what? So there are people in this life who are still moving on the testimony of divine healing. Yet there are people like us who have understood the testimony of divine health. Sirwala! Tell your neighbor Sirwala! (laughs) 
When it says you were healed, it means don't ever expect sickness in you. The Bible says, in that day, none in Zion shall say, I am sick. None shall say, none shall say, you shall not say. Listen, even if you're feeling something, refuse to say it. It's a shakatala. If you're feeling headache, say I'm sleepy. If you're feeling stomachache, say I'm satisfied. He says, none among them shall say, I am sick. Refuse. 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 Read it. One, two, three. Let's go. And the inhabitants uh shall not say, I'm sick. The people shall be forgiven. So you're forgiven. It's possible to live 50 years on earth without sickness. Why? Jesus did it. And this is love made perfect that we might have confidence on that day. For as he is, so are we. Oh, as he is, so are we in this world. Do you know what that means? It means I can stay healthy. Ho, 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 ho. If you're sick, repent now. Repent. Say, God, I am sorry. Repent it right now. Say it. How can you? How? You think we don't get attacks? We do. Sometimes something comes and then you say, you're joking. You're joking. Like one time something hit me one time. I don't know what was happening with me. Something came and just hit my side. I said, what? I got out of bed by force. And I said, now that you've started that, I'm even going to walk. Because you're joking with the wrong person. Are you hearing me? How can you, how can you speak? That's called spiritual warfare. Casting down imaginations. And breaking every high thing that exalted itself. Above our knowledge of Christ. And bringing all thoughts to the obedience of Christ. I refuse to be sick. I refuse. I, I refuse. No. No. called spiritual warfare. But some of you think spiritual warfare is getting salt. You're like which doctors? Tell anybody it's working. You're no longer an Isaiah 53. You're a first Peter to 24. Say I am a first Peter to 24. I walk in divine health. Not divine healing. Bad health. That is why some of you, you notice one thing. How many of you, when you joined Fanero, you stopped falling sick? Put up your hands. Straight. You stopped falling sick. You realize you've not fallen sick for so long. You see what I'm trying to tell you? Please join the chariot. Join the chariot. We wire you even in prayer. We wire you. How can you be sick? Fanero, no. Let the others fall sick, not you. But how is it possible? It's because you have lived in the flesh for too long. That you can't recognize the spirit anymore. Some of you, listen, you don't know the difference between contracts and covenants. That's why you're struggling. Why do you think marriages are broken? Because in many marriages, contracts precede covenants. Yet covenants ought to precede contracts. 
Before we agree on what you should do, what you should not do, we must first agree that I give myself to you. That's agape, not eros. Eros will drive you by person to get married. That's okay because you have no control over it. But when you're dealing with agape and a covenant issue, there's a decision you make. You don't give love. You give yourself as a gift of love. That's covenant. Covenant is exchange between persons. Contract is agreement over issues. And because usually men push the contracts, the covenants, some women settle for contracts before the covenants. You'll understand one day. Okay. Men's conference. Come much. Listen, this is a covenant issue. God, listen, there cannot be a testament. Praise the Lord. Without a death of a testator. He took your place. Hallelujah. He that knew no sin became sin. He bore our sins. That we being dead unto sin might live unto righteousness. We are the righteousness of God. His body is now our body. The sick one he took away by reason of the gospel. Righteousness means that Christ imputes not sin anymore. But he imputes righteousness by reason of faith in Christ Jesus. And therefore because you are not imputed sin on. The Bible says blessed is a man of whom the Lord imputed not sin but righteousness. Romans 3.21 says and now the righteousness of God without the law has been established. Being witnessed by the prophets and the law. Even Moses witnesses. The righteousness of God without works. And that is faith in Jesus. That righteousness does not count sin on you as a child of God. And because it doesn't count sin on you, perpetual death is sickness. Therefore, sickness is not your portion. Because of the covenant wherewith you stand, righteousness imputed. Balokole. I'm telling you the Bible, it's not me. Hallelujah. We're not talking of a righteousness where we has to come with what you've done. No. That's why in Romans 4 he asks, and how was this righteousness reckoned on Abraham? Was it before circumcision or uncircumcision? And he says what? Nay, not before circumcision. But while yet uncircumcised, the Bible says, Abraham received the what? It's in Romans 4. Let me get it for you. Verse 9. Let's read. One, two, three, let's go. Come at this blessedness then upon circumcision only or upon the uncircumcision also. For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. Next verse. How was it then reckoned? Was it when he was in circumcision doing right things or in an uncircumcision yet not circumcised? And he says, how was this then reckoned? Was he in circumcision or in an uncircumcision? In uncircumcision. What does the Bible say? In not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. And what happens? And he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of righteousness of the faith which he had yet been uncircumcised. Let me explain this. He was a thief. Did he receive righteousness while he was a thief or after he stopped stealing? While he was a thief. And he received the seal of not stealing as a A seal of the righteousness of faith, which he had while still a thief. 
Because he is the, he is the God that calleth the things that are not as though they are. God doesn't find a thief and then he calls him thief. He calls him righteousness. And as he says righteousness, you are wired. As he says righteousness, you are forgiven. That's why the scriptures speak of and the proclamation of the righteousness upon all for the forgiveness of sins. This is Jesus. I know why many of you are looking at me the way you are because they don't read for you those scriptures. They take you somewhere up there. They say, what can you know? Hallelujah. Even a parent, eh? when your child fails, tell them, child, you are clever. Don't say, child, it is siru siru. Oh, setele. Oh, fanana mama. You don't, don't, no, 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 no. We don't receive righteousness because of works. We receive righteousness while we are uncircumcised. And we receive uncircumcision as a seal. So what happens? I'm a thief. God calls me righteous. And while he calls me righteous, I stop stealing as a seal of the righteousness I had while I was still a thief. That's the principle of God. Now, do you know what many religious people do? They call you a thief. That's why you're never going to stop stealing. Some of you, even when you go in the presence of God, all you do is, Father, I'm a thief. Continue. Continue crying, I'm a thief. Listen, start to tell yourself every day in the mirror and say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am, as you say it, you're going to walk out of stealing before you know it. How many of you, when you, understand, when you understood the grace message, you stopped doing certain things before you even knew it. You just got scared. You just found yourself not doing it anymore. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Sometimes I look back and say, when did I stop doing this? And I don't even know why. Why? Because every moment I say, I am the righteousness. Why? Because I realize that there's a place that every time righteousness is proclaimed on a man, there's forgiveness of sin and deliverance. Start to say every day, I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. The moment you say it, you realize because God calls the things that are not as, as, as though they are, God does not call the things that are as they are. So start to speak like God. Don't wake up and say, hey, I'm poor. Oh. I swear you'll die poor. Wake up every morning without money. Me, I remember I used to look into the mirror until I got money. I used to just look into the mirror and say, Grace. <laughs> and then I see the guy in the mirror telling me, <laughs> and I say, you're rich. And even me, I become shy and blush. <laughs> if, if I'm in my mind, it's for you. If I'm my... Some, some of you Christians, you, you must learn to be a bit crazy. You're, you're too composed. Every time you're like this, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He's just raising your holy hands. Yeah, Jesus is good. Yeah. Hallelujah. I worship you. You're praising God like this. You're so composed for the Holy Ghost to work in you. If somebody tells you you're ugly, go in a mirror like this and start to tell yourself you're beautiful. Then you say, stop. You're beautiful. Then you say, stop. You're beautiful. Oh, no, no, you stop. No, no, you stop.
The Bible says, and David strengthened himself in the Lord. For you are waiting to be strengthened. No. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Write yourself a love letter. Look at it. <laughs> Show it to your friends and tell them, look at this Chifane guy stalking me. Write extra zeros on your one thousands. Come on somebody. Do something that the communication of your faith might become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you, which is in Christ. That's how your faith gets effect. When you start to say every good thing. Every good thing in you. Every good thing. Every good thing in you. You acknowledge it. Your faith will start to have effect. Enter Jesus and see whatever good thing is in you. Everything good is what you speak. Don't let everybody ever define you by their opinions. <laughs> Somebody say you're slow, you tell them, no darling, I'm fast. You're slow, no, 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 no. I am fast. Even you people. Parents, when your husband tells your child, stupid kid, tell him, no darling. Clever kid. Clever kid. Clever. Say it three times. If you say it once, you say it three times. Clever. Clever. Why do you think some of your marriages are failing? It's because every time the man quarrels. The man, no. Wake up one day and he has finished quarreling and say, Father, I thank you for the good man I have. He doesn't quarrel. He's very humble. He comes back home early. He doesn't drink. Mandaraba. Shakatala. for you. He's cheating. He's cheating. Instead of telling people he's cheating, get on your wall and say he can't cheat. He can't cheat. That the communication of your faith might become effectual by the acknowledging of the good thing which is in you, which is in Christ. The poor say I am. The blind say I can. The weak say I am. Because that is what the Lord has done. Tell anybody it's working. Now let's go back to Luke. Like I misunderstood Isaiah in the first place. Many Christians also have misunderstood. Luke. Let me tell you one truth in Falibon. I'm going to qualify. Luke 10:19 is not to born again Christians. That portion is not yours. I know many of you claim it, but it's not yours. Remember. The men he told I give you were not born again. Oh, second day. The men he told I give you power, they were not born again. Salvation comes by faith in Christ that he died and rose again. Eternal salvation was earned when his blood was shed at Calvary and the remission of our sins and now the death of the body of redemption and then the resurrection of the fruit of redemption which is a new creation in Christ Jesus and behold the old is past and now the new. These men had not gotten to a place of born again because Jesus was not yet dead. For when he died, we died with him and when he was raised, we were raised with him. They were not yet dead. They were not new creation in Christ Jesus. They were Old Testament 
people. And then he realizes that because he must work with them, he must give them provisional power. It's called exosia. I can't give you dunamis over dunamis. I can only give you exosia for over dunamis. Because at that particular point, you don't have the nature to hold dunamis. So he says, I give you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. So if a snake bites and he doesn't eat him, that is why when the same viper comes on Paul and he comes out of fire and then he, he doesn't quote scripture. He just shakes it off and says, no, it's not even a miracle. Do you understand what I'm saying? He just shook off the beast and felt no harm. Felt no harm. Next verse, what happens? How be they looked down where he should have swollen, or swollen down dead suddenly, fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said, oh, yeah, yeah, this guy is a god. But for him, he's minding his own business like nothing happened. He didn't quote scripture, Luke 10. He couldn't quote Luke 10 because it's, that was provisional power. These men were not born again. He could not give them a power which is after nature. That's the definition of dunamis. Dunamis is inherent power. Dunamis is that power in a man because by reason, let's read, dunamis literally is specifically miraculous power, usually by implication a miracle itself, ability, abundance, meaning mighty, work of miracles, power, strength, violence, mighty, wonderful work. But you see, deeper than that, the very root of dunamis is the very thing that defines power because of one's nature. Exhaustion is not a nature issue. It is just an availability issue. You're available for me to give you exhaustion, authority. Prefects didn't have power to expel us. But they had authority to take us to the expeller. You remember? They had authority to take us to. Because the expeller gave them what? Authority. Dunamis is inherent. It is a power and miraculous faculty in a man by reason of his nature. Now when he says that I give you authority over the dunamis of the devil, it means that by nature the devil has power to men who are not born again. Get me right. To men who are not born again, he has power. And I must submit to you, if it's miracle, there cannot be a miracle without the presence of a certain anointing. Many of you don't know that the devil is anointed. He is. He is. He has dunamis. You get my point? But when you're dealing with an old creature, you can't give it dunamis because it cannot contain dunamis. But you can give it exosia, authority, to work on you, on your behalf. You get my point? And because it has authority to work on your behalf, it means that I have just given you authority to work under my power. You're not the very power. You're working by my faith. Eh? Some of you don't understand. Do you know that there are certain people, let me tell you, I discovered a mystery. I learned that when a man understands the difference between exosia and dunamis, he can function by dunamis to execute exosia through an entity or somebody to transfer his dunamis. And the Bible says, and how God wrote special miracles by Paul, special dunamis by Paul, that hankies that touched him, put 
on the sick. Now this hanky is exosia. This hanky is what? Exosia. So when he says power, he says I'm giving, he, the, the Bible says that he wrought special miracles, special dunamis by the hands of Paul that from his power were brought what? And to the sick what? Handkerchiefs or aprons and the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out. I don't know that you understand. Come. I want to demonstrate something. Ha. You can also come. Don't worry. You stand there. Stand, stand there. Behind. You come in front. You stand behind. Now you close your eyes. This is not dunamis. This is exosia. You get my point? Now, this has, if I do that, the power of God goes through her. Now, I didn't cast out a devil, no. I, this, this one here, if you put this one now by reason of exosia, and you say you're sick, and you put it on you, you'll heal. Now, this is exosia working because of dunamis. Delivering dunamis through exosia. Now, the disciples were just exosia over the dunamis because they, were, they didn't have the life of God by reason of salvation. They didn't have the life of God by reason of submission. Now, that is the power that leaves Paul's handkerchief, goes on a sick man. Are you hearing me? And it's put on a man possessed by demons. And it is translated as, get out you devil. Yet he didn't speak anything. Now when you learn to function by the experience of dunamis and exosia, you realize you don't need to check your child in high school whether they are taking weed. You just put a hanky in their suitcase. And tell that hanky, Keep my child off drugs. Devil worshippers call it point of contact. These men he was speaking to were not born of God. They were not born of the spirit. So they could not bring out their power. That can enter anything. Some people were around one day. When somebody called my phone. And her leg shrank back to order. She had elephantiasis. She called. I said hello. The leg went back. It was swollen. It just went back. Why? Because phone can become exosia. Your voice can become exosia. Hallelujah. Now, I'm, that's exosia. Now, my voice is exosia. I didn't lay hands. No. My voice is now exosia. It carries the very form of God. And it can minister to anybody. Listen, that thing can get cancer out of your body. That thing can get HIV out of your blood. That thing can bring back your husband. It can restore your child. It can get you back your job. That thing 
That's why it says we have now this dunamis in earthen vessels. We have this dunamis in earthen vessels that the excellence of power of dunamis might be of God. The excellence of dunamis might be of God. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of dunamis will be in God. These men were not born again. They could not, they could not cast out devils. So when a, when a disciple says, go, the demon sees Jesus. He multiplied himself in effect by dunamis to exercise exosia through anybody. That is the same anointing on the Roman centurion. He says, I know. I'm also a man under authority like you are. I know what authority does. I'm a man under authority. You just send exosia. Send your what? When exosia gets to my servant, my servant will be healed. Sorry. My servant will be what? Will be healed. Because you sent forth. I don't need to get to the US to get a tumor out of somebody. No. I can send a word. And by the reason of exosia, exosia just carries dunamis. But it's not by nature dunamis. Dunamis remains in you. Let me show you where you belong. John. Mark, sorry, 16. Verse 15. Listen to the new creature. Listen to the difference between Luke 10 and Mark 16. Let's begin verse 15. And he said, Go ye into... These were born again now. Eh? Preach there to every. The word there for creature is ktitis, meaning everything created by man, everything created by God, every law in the earth, every ordinance, and anything that will ever be created. That's called ktitis. Preach means tame. Tame everything that is created. Tame it. Tame it. Now, this is to the new creature. Listen to what it says. Next verse. Uh huh. And he that believeth, not only people, even that car that has refused to work. He that believeth shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. That means everything you own must know you have the power to cast it. That's why Jesus walks to a tree to find fig leaves and he finds none. For the Bible says, for it was not the time for figs. Jesus said, whether it's time for figs or not time for figs. I curse you. And the tree died. You can say, no, it wasn't fair. It wasn't the season for leaves. No. To Jesus, the issue was not whether it was its season or it's not season. He spoke of a man which is planted by the riverside who produces fruit in his own season. Not the season of the tree. I am not subject to what the government does. The government is subject to what I want. He said, whatsoever... Do you understand what I'm trying to say? He said, whatsoever you ask when you pray, believe that you have received it. So everything in this world must know that you have an inherent power and ability to stop it. And guess what? They feel too. They have feelings. I told people one day I was driving and then I was playing a certain CD and it stopped working. And I put it a second time, it refused. That time, it refused. I told it now. I brought out the CDs, all the CDs are, that were in the car. I put them up in there. I told him, now you look at this, your brother. 
He's going to die for nothing. I told the CD, if you don't play this time, I'm going to break you through these people. I put the CD in. It refused to work. I got it out. I broke it. And I threw it out. When I did, I got these other ones which were there. Some of which I know had spent months without working. I put them in. All of them started working. They fear being broken. Jesus ain't stupid to speak to a tree. You're not stupid to speak to your back. Tell it, darling, get heavy. I'm tired of you carrying only combs and, 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 and deodorant. Hallelujah. Talk to your back. Talk to it. Talk to your wallet. Get it and say, I'm tired of you. Not carrying dollars. Carry dollars. Carry dollars. Carry dollars. Oh, I will show you. Carry dollars or I'll give you out. Then your back says, no, I don't want to leave you. Say, no, then you carry dollars. Listen, behold, I give you power. Let's finish. Some people are married. They need to go back home by faith. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Next verse. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall what? In my name they shall speak new tongues. And they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, they shall be like signs only. Those are signs to follow. They are signs to follow. They are not a power to receive in the new creature. No, the power is existent. It's inside you. That's why in Colossians, he makes one sensitive prayer. Chapter, for chapter 1, verse 9. Let's read that and finish. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. He says, for this cause also, since we, the day we had it, we do not cease to pray for you, to desire that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Now listen, that you may walk worthy of the Lord and to all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Now listen to this. Dunamod with all dunamis according to his glorious kratos. I don't know whether you understand what I mean. Dunamod meaning oh, dunamod with all dunamis strengthened with all might according to his glorious kratos according to his glorious power as God that his power as God, you might be strengthened by, with might. You might be dunamod. The word there is dunamu, and the second one is dunamis. That you might be dunamud with all dunamis. That's his prayer. I pray that you might be dunamist with all dunamis. That's it. That's it. Paul says, I pray that you might be dunamist with all dunamis according to his power. And to all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Hallelujah. Next verse. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us what? Made to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Who has delivered? Not will deliver us next week when we go for a deliverance service, but who has delivered us from the dunamis of darkness and translated us into the realm? Of his dear son. Come on, somebody speak in other tongues for a minute only. It is working. Kosile Barara. Zile Lele Marara. 
Just take a minute. It's important. Create something. You have the power. Take a moment and send your word to your husband. If they are not in the country, to your child. If they are at school, to your family, to your business. Send a word by exosia. You carry dunamis. Send the word by exosia. You carry dunamis. Send the word by exosia. Because you carry dunamis. Send the word by exosia. Send the word. Speak to your child. Speak to your husband. Speak to your business. Speak to your ministry. Speak. You can't remain the same. 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 Something is happening in your body. Something is happening in your ministry. Something is happening in your family. Something is happening in your business. Something is happening in your mind. Something is happening in your vision. Something is happening in your test. Something is happening in your dream. Something is happening. To me. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Breaks every chain. 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 There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. Break every chain, 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 break every chain. There's an army rising up. There's Somebody raise your hands. I want to bless you. I just want to bless somebody. Whatever I say, you say amen. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed. In the name of Jesus, you're increasing. In the name of Jesus, you're waxing great. In the name of Jesus, you're more than an influence. You're shaking your family. You're shaking your relatives. You're shaking everywhere you step. 
Your children are for signs and wonders. They are potent wherever they will go. Your marriages are blessed. Your ministries are waxing great. Gifts are multiplying in the name of Jesus. Wicked and unreasonable people are far away from you. You are shining wherever you go. Because the path of the just shines brighter and brighter. And to a perfect day. Give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. Come on! The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero, make manifest. Thank you.